I think the first question is the obvious one. Was there anything that could have been said or done to have taken you down a different direction? Yeah, politics was different then. Um, and I think that I think it was different because of the online space. Um, could anything have been done? No, you know what? I, I think I'm one of those people that had to tread that path to get where I am now. And I'm, I'm so lucky because not many people do, do they? How many people really do that? Me, you, handful of others. Um, again, that comes down. I know it's unusual, but I was determined to follow this, this, you know, destructive path. So why do you think there's a rise in upper class university educated people joining far right extremist organisations? Controversial, but I, I think that there's a lack of debate. There's a lack of debate between right and left. There's hysteria on both sides. So if you're at a university and you're conservative, you're probably going to be called a fascist. Um, so, you know, there's some of those people who are conservative or, you know, gut racists um, and they're at university, do they gravitate towards the, um, you know, the fash at universities like GI because they're there? Um Internet, again, internet's had a massive influence on that. Have the far right always been anti-feminist or do you think it's getting worse? It's getting worse. It hasn't been anti-feminist. You know, I don't think the far right was anti-feminist at all, not that I was involved in. However, you know, that was a different generation. That was, you know, men watches the football while woman makes in tea. Um... It's getting worse now. It's much worse than when we were involved. Did you find any value in the group that you were in that you didn't otherwise find whilst at home or at school? Did they make you feel special and as if you were achieving something? Not really. I know that's really, really common. Um, but I I think in the far right groups, I learned... Um, I was, I was, you know, I didn't join them because I wasn't valued anywhere else. I joined them because I was hateful, and I returned to my little clique where I lived and spread the hatred to them. For example, when I was in the NF and um, Ricky and that, there was a thing in town where you all steamed into a meeting, and Ricky said to me, "Can you bring anyone up?" And I said, "Yeah." And twelve of us went up on the bus, but we missed the meeting point and just ended up getting pissed in town. Um, so no, it didn't give me value, but that's a very common thing now that I've come across. So do you think that your background made a difference to the choices that you made? And how did that impact those choices? Mm, no, not for me. And I know, again, that's unusual. Um, I think I was just determined to pursue something that was bad. Education and lack of opportunities, no, not for me. I, um, again consciously turn my back on all the great opportunities that I had. So Adam, can you tell us how you actually got involved with far-right extremism in the first place? How did that journey look and in which direction did it take? Because obviously for a lot of people listening to this, it may seem very hard to understand how somebody can simply get involved in this. I got involved... Um in extremism by starting out um, as a patriot, really. Um, a patriot who wasn't political. So a patriot who supported the armed forces and the England football team and was proud uh, to be English, British, 
Um, started out as a patriot, then a nationalist, then an extremist. So what were the factors that actually pushed you towards far-right extremism? Would be a, a lack of understanding, really, of what... Um, you know what sort of incidents that you see so you know things that would be riots on the television from areas that weren't white or you know if i saw something like that or a crime committed by a black person etc um really too young to understand what you know what life is and why these things happen very much similar to you know people reacting to the murder of lee rigby and grooming gangs and how do you think the internet played a role in your pathway to extremism? Didn't impact me because I'm too old. Today, it's just simply a game changer. It's everything from how well the EDL and Britain First recruited on it to, um, you know, the people imprisoned for national action stuff because, you know, that is a whole community that exists um in cyberspace it doesn't really exist in real life in a lot of cases but when it does obviously the impact can be devastating but something i've realized mentoring um it's almost a delusional online community what sort of impact did your involvement with the far right have on you and your life devastating really i'm not sure you realize it at the time or even when you've just left but when you look back you have to treat it as an experience. You can't see it as wasted life um, because you learn so much from it. But the impact at the time, it you know, it has an impact on your family, your relationships with friends or partners, um, work, etc. You just become obsessed with it. So why did you end up leaving the far right? Um, couldn't justify it anymore couldn't justify the narrative, um, the violence that I'd seen and the abuse and just really the bad people, that the majority, 95% of bad people that were around it, including myself. How has life and society treated you after leaving the far right? You know, much, much better than I deserve um, from... You know, that's something of having been given the opportunity to work for small steps and then meet all those people who I would say 90, 95% of them just shrugged their shoulders and said, keep doing what you're doing. You've changed, which is remarkable, truly remarkable. A post-extremist world. Um, yeah, I think it was far harder um, than I, I thought. Um I think you just think you've come out of it and I don't know, you drift and you can drift for many, many years until I didn't make full sense of it, I think, for nearly 10 years after I'd left when the EDL got big and things like that and that was 10 years after I'd left, you start thinking, well, you know, this is a legacy of what we did. What advice would you give to people at risk of being radicalised from far-right extremism? Um, talk about it. Talk to people like us um do it check check as many facts as you can speak to people speak to people who don't look like yourself and who've got a different heritage to yourself and you will realize that you have nothing to fear and that you're being misled and do you have any advice to help or reduce the spread of extremism um i think people should live together 
And I think people should be educated together. And I think that will solve a lot. Adam, thank you very much for giving us your time today. And what an amazing story. And the fact that you've gone on to help people who have been involved in far-right extremism and get them away from it really says a lot. So thank you for your time. And if anybody listening today has any questions about the work that Small Steps does or Exit UK, then please get in touch with us on exitsupport at protonmail.com.